Your ears do not deceive you. You've just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparro, and I have a fantastic episode today. Um, I am with uh, the creators, both writer and artist of a comic book that I really love. Um, and they are here to talk about the new Kickstarter for these deluxe omnibus edi- library editions for the sixth gun. Um, welcome to the podcast, Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt. Cullen and ba- Brian, how are you doing tonight? We're doing great. Thank you for having us. This is great. Yeah, uh, I don't get to do as many interviews with Brian as uh, as I would like. So this is fun. As you would like. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do I'm, more. I need I'm, I need at least one a week. I'm famously uh yeah, podcast shy. So this is probably literally like our third or fourth podcast ever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh I'm honored to have you on. <laughs> I'm uh uh you know, very excited about this. Um the editions that they are putting out now for this Kickstarter. It's like four collected volumes with all 50 issues plus the uh, of the main series and yeah. plus for some of the other, um, like the side series with it. And now they're, as part of this, there's also going to be three issues of a new prelude series before something comes out in 2025. Um, that's you know, incredibly exciting for fans of the six gun. Uh, what well, made I, I, right it's exciting for us too. I, mean, well, I was going to say, not just for fans, for us as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I'm, we're both very, pumped about the prospect of, of all, everything, yeah. particularly right. the prelude stories. Yeah. I, I mentioned it before we started recording, but I, the, the, the information I have here, because when I was, you know, getting ready for this interview um, earlier today is that I, I think issue one of the six gun, there was like a free comic book day issue in May of 2010. And I think the first issue was like hit retail July 13th of 2010. So as we record this, that's almost 13 years ago. It, is it is it easy to think? Oh, yeah, that was thirteen years ago. Or is it hard to believe that that much time has passed from when you fir- when the not when you first started to make it when the first issue came out? I think I think it's harder to believe it's been that many years. To be honest, it's uh, yeah. We've been reminded in conversations leading up to doing the omnibuses that the fifteen year anniversary is twenty twenty five, and that that blew my mind. I was like, that can't be right. I can so, tell yeah, you. I do believe it because I remember when the, <laughs> when the free comic book day issue right. uh, came out, we were signing at a store in Austin and Brian and I decided we're not sitting down all day. We're going to stand up all day long and we're going to, we're going to really hustle all day. And we, and did. we did. And right now as we begin this recording, I'm, I'm standing at my standing desk right now and I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can. To the end of the podcast. the end of the podcast. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had that same thought. We we stood for at least eight hours straight signing books at Austin Books and Comics. And yeah. uh, we were talking about, well, maybe we'll do something in 2025. We'll do the same thing. We'll stand there our entire time. And then both of us looked at each other like, I don't, I don't know if we could do an hour, man. My feet are always <laughs> hurting so bad. <laughs> I sit for a living, man. I can't. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we might, we might be like, a, yeah, be like one of those touch the car sort of situations where we. Right. We see if we can uh, hold out. See who see who lasts the long. See who drops first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I, I want to get into more about the sixth gun and and 
especially some of the stuff on Kickstarter. But th- thinking about that and doing that first signing, um, I mean, not 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 counting some of the side series uh, or you know or the spinoffs or Shadow Road, um, it, it, fifty issues in terms of the main series, which does not happen. Back, it didn't happen back then in 2010. It definitely doesn't happen too much now in terms of yeah. an, an, a, you know, an indie comic book getting like that many issues, telling the story that you want to tell. And I'm curious, you know, when you first started to do it and you were you pitched it and it was only press is putting it out and you were going to do it. Like, did you have any expectations as to whether or not it would catch on or if you'd get to tell your your story? And I guess the second part is. You know, what What did you learn doing Six Gun that you've kind of carried with you to other series, you know, for the past 13 years? Well, never do 50 issues. That's what <laughs> I learned. That's, that's a lot. Like, Colin and I were talking about, we're like, I don't know if I could pull off 50 again, man. That was six years of my life, at least. And uh, yeah. it was hard. I loved it, but it was hard work. That's a once-in-a-lifetime situation. Yeah. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I don't think I had the expectation that we would go 50. I was had the hope that we'd go past six issues. And then yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd see from there. And we, we found out pretty quickly, probably you know, in the first few issues, that, oh, this has got legs. We're going to be able to do this for well, kind of as long as we want to do it. It'll be able to, we can maintain this. I remember we weren't sure we would get anything past the initial six. Yeah, uh, and then at some point in that, we we realized we'd get more than six. And Brian and I had a lot of conversations. Do you think we'll get twenty four? Do you think we'll get thirty six? And then we started talking about what our appetite was. We knew yeah. from very early on that that story had an ending, and we needed to plan for where that ending was going to be. And we talked. I mean, there were there was discussions of it being shorter. There was discussions of it being a little longer. But it, I mean, fifty just at the end ended up feeling right. It was where, you know, where we, we, we knew we had ended, but it was, I mean, I, I don't know that we knew we were going to get 50 issues or as, as many as we needed until maybe the second arc we realized, okay, I think, you know, I think now we can start planning a little further out and we were, we kind of dipped our toes in the waters of what we might want to do. And then we just kept, you know, expanding it a little bit. And we had, you know, even before we started issue one, we had very broad strokes of what the entire series would look like. Should we be able to go past that first story? Yeah. Um, but there were very broad strokes. It was after, like Colin said, maybe it was about the second arc where we actually started sitting down and going, okay, well, what are our mileposts along the way? And, yeah. uh, yeah. and how are we going to approach it? How, you know, at what point, how many issues until we do this thing we talked about doing? And how many issues until we do this thing? And of course, all that changed as well was, as, as yeah, we got into it. It was pretty loose. I mean, you know, there is, you know, we have a we have a silent issue in the midst of the yeah. six. And I remember the two of us being at a, a signing and we were talking about, oh, we've got a silent issue plan for up ahead, you know, down the road. And yeah, there was a guy asked, that guess, yeah, oh, somebody, is it going to be issue 21 like G.I. Joe? And we, and we sat, sat there and started and counting on our fingers. <laughs> it is issue 21. And it was not intentional. It just yeah, happened to be issue 21. It was a holy shit moment for sure. <laughs> we're like, well, I guess, I guess we're absolutely doing it then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and it lined, it was perfect because we're both GI Joe fans, so it worked right. out. Yeah. Well, that made sense then. Yeah. Um, in the you know in the early days, in terms of promoting the book, like, um, has 
the promotion of the comic book in terms of going to cons? Was this like something you, has the promotion of the comic book like kind of like changed? Did you do like a lot of promotion back then? Do you think that helped or do you think there was something else that kind of led to like the success of it? Oh, I mean, I, I don't think we did a whole lot of promotion. I mean, the landscape's changed so much, honestly, in the last 13 years, as you pointed out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, <laughs> I honestly, I, I keep saying this and I truly believe, it. I think the biggest thing we had going for, well, it was twofold. Uh, I think the free comic book day was a big deal because we released the entire issue for free. And at the time, I don't know, maybe it had been done before, but it seemed like a real novelty to put the entire issue out there. No, not a preview. And we really pushed that. And a lot of people discovered that way. Um, but also just word of mouth was was yeah. like our number one our number one uh, seller uh, we didn't you know twitter wasn't what it is now and 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 all the other social media platforms either didn't exist or weren't where they are now right uh, it would have been message boards <laughs> yeah I, mean, <laughs> you know? I remember doing i've always done quite a few you know interviews just in general and i did a you know i did a bunch but brian's right it's uh we had a couple of podcasts that really got behind us in the mm-hmm. you know for the, the comic they were talking about it all the time we had a number of shops that really got behind the book and we found, and I still, I still say this, if the shops talk about the book, those, they can't keep it in stock. I mean, they're, they're going to sell, sell them very, very easily. I was talking about that recently because I think Cull and I both learned that from working in comic shops. Uh, I remember we worked at a a small chain here in St. Louis at four stores at the time. And I was telling somebody recently how we collectively, uh, as managers and, and fans, comic fans, we all agreed. Uh, this this will date us, but two big books were Bone yeah. and Scud, yeah. and this is early days of those books. And we got behind those books as stores, and we sold bucket loads of them. Yeah. And I was just like that just tells you the difference between you know having somebody uh, you know advocate for you in the shop, and that means everything. So yeah, it's 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 that's a big it's a big deal. That's why we try to give back when we can. Try to do as many store signings as we can. Right. Uh, yeah. I, my, um, the local comic shop. I'm lucky enough to live like right up the street from mine in in, in <laughs> or, Wilmington. Yeah. And it's just called, or you know, uh, much to my wife's chagrin, right. I guess. But it's <laughs> yeah. called the comic book shop, and one of the the guys that works there, Joe. And yeah, if if he recommends something, you know, because he sees the the type of stuff that I buy or I like, and and if I'm in there and he's like, have you read, you know, Murder Falcon yet by mm-hmm. Daniel Warren Johnson? I'm like, no. He goes, here you go. And yeah. then, you know, then it was like, all right, Murder Falcon, Freddy, uh, do a power bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, yeah. there's a lot to that, having that relationship with um, the comic book shops and them having relationships to the actual readers who are getting in the store and buying it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Agreed. And, well, you know, so I, I – I, I read Brian a quote that you said the six gun is for uh it's like a western for folks that don't like westerns and a fantasy for folks that don't like fantasy. And you kind of I th- I think you quote one on you say you you eschew those like western aesthetics for more of like a superhero, like pop sensibility. And, and I'm curious in terms of how you like in with your artwork, how you kind of settled on what the design was going to be because it was, it would be so easy with a story like this that has Western and fantasy and horror elements to kind of play it a little bit straighter. But I mean, yeah. the, the colors pop, it's so bright. The, the artwork is so accessible. 
what what kind of went into that decision making? I, I, boy, that's a that's a deep question. I don't. <laughs> what, what I it's just it's part of who I am. But you 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 actually land on when you said accessibility. I've always um, intentionally tried to create art that I thought any that was accessible to anybody, uh, whether you're a comic fan or not, and something that was clear and readable. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a big part of it for me. But then yeah, the influences are all over the map. Uh, like you said, I wanted to stay away from. I wanted to stay away from the expected because I obviously I knew what the story was and it's a very unexpected story, especially for if you want to call it a Western. Um, yeah. So I, I made a point of staying away from, uh, uh, you know, from at least from a design point of view, uh, those sort of aesthetics everybody's used to. Uh, I've said it before the sepia tones and, and, you know, all the, all the rugged, you know, uh, half shaven, dirty cowboys. And um, yeah, I leaned more into, Sort of a yeah, a, a cartoon, a comic book, pop toy aesthetic, <laughs> if you will. And you know, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say about it other than it just kind of you know it's part of who I am. And I was, and I was intentionally playing against hype in a way for the story. And that's why I say when I say it's a western, you know, for people who don't like westerns and fantasy, for people who don't like fantasies, uh, I just mean it's 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 a book that is unexpected. Once you read it, it's even if you think you know what it is going in. It's not what you think it is. And I want the art to reflect that as well. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, it has all of those elements. I mean, it also, yeah, if you do does. like, if you do like Westerns, I mean, it's post, I, it's set post civil war. If you do like I, Westerns, I you'll should like be clear. It. Yeah. I should be clear. If you like Westerns, it's also for you. And if you like yeah. fantasy, it's also for you. And yeah. I'm obviously Colin and I are big fans of both those genres as I think you is evidenced in this, in this book, but also there's a lot more influence in there as well. Yeah, I remember a guy uh, at a convention coming up to us early on, and he said, uh, "He said, you know, my dad when I when I misbehaved as a kid, my dad <laughs> punished me by making me watch westerns. Yeah, so I resisted the six gun because I didn't think I was going to like it because I would have like some sort of tra- post traumatic PTSD. Yeah. yeah, and uh, but he said, but then I read it and I realized, oh, this isn't what I was expecting as a as a western. So he, he said it's the first Western he actually enjoyed because his dad used to punish him by making him watch Westerns. And I thought to myself, <laughs> what a punishment. You know, also, your dad sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard you skipped school today, son. You have to sit down and watch the searchers with me. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, I mean, the, the the Western element, that's like kind of the easiest in terms of the pitch, because like you look at the, the cover work and yeah. it's kind of first and foremost. Um, so I would think that both of you have to be a you know, fan of Westerns as well as the fantasy and horror and and those types of things. Um, I mean, this is kind of like a, a, a broader question, but what do you think the the appeal for Westerns is? Because they're, they're they always they, they certainly have times when they've been. Uh, for one reason or another, more popular. But I don't think the Western as a genre has ever gone away. I mean, I, I don't know that it ever will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, there's an appeal to this. Uh, there's a there's a there's an inherent heroism to it and uh, an inherent adventure. And when they're done right, you get these big, bold moments. And it seems like a world that's very different from the world i mean it, it, obviously it's a world that is very different from the world you live in but it's 
it's sort of a fantasy world when you really think about it. I, I think even for people who grew up in the in the era, if you weren't living oh, in the yeah. West, it, it felt like a fantasy world. It felt like a different world. Um, yeah. So you're automatically, as a, as a viewer or a reader or whatever, you're automatically transported to another world, even though it's history. Not in our case, but <laughs> in right. many cases, it's real history. And it's, yeah, it's sort of, a, you know, kind of like with gangsters. Um, it's a, a very American, you know, storytelling very american mythology and there's yeah. something to be said about that it's, it's woven into the fabric of of uh our you know our social you know our society and so forth for sure it's it's in our it's in our bloodstream yeah it certainly it seems like it i mean um I, I remember growing up my my grandfather um who lived with us for a period of time world war ii vet and like but loved western yeah that's like all it was about every weekend he would sit if he wasn't playing golf or at the track betting on horses. He, he was home watching westerns, and I just they I just they you know it kind of gets in your your DNA. I, it yeah. does. I think it's a little bit like baseball or something. It's cyclical too. You you have you would have associations with family and history, your own personal history, growing right. up and and seeing it. So I think it, it, it cycles through. Yeah, for sure. And so let's talk a little bit more. I want to talk a little bit more about the actual Kickstarter with, with these additions. Yeah. So um, kind of what was, I guess, the impetus for this and, and right now? Is it, hey, we did, like, did only press come to you guys? Or did you say now is the time to do this because we want to do something more with it in 2025 for the 15 year? Uh it's a little bit of it. I mean, so Brian and I have been talking about doing these kind of additions for a while. Um, these yeah. you know, thick, chunky, you know, hefty collections that are not oversized, not giant. They're still, you know, you know, I did them with Harrow County. We did these, these omnibus editions for Harrow County. And right. I like that edition. It's a, it's a good looking book and it's easily, you know, we've said accessible a few times here. It's an accessible edition to, you know, to grab. So uh, yeah, unlike, unlike, unlike the gunslingers, which are great, like, which are amazing, but right. these books will actually fit on your bookshelf. <laughs> I know people will come and be like, I love the gunslingers, but I got, I, I have to store them under my bed or on the floor because they don't feel in the bookshelf. Right. It's a, it's a very specific, yeah, it's a very specific book. Uh, but yeah, these like concept, these are very accessible. Yeah. So we've been talking about for a while and, uh, Oni, you know, uh, Hunter at Oni came back to us and said, would you be interested in maybe pursuing it as a Kickstarter? He's done that with other, you know, at other companies, he's done this with other projects and we were open to it. But once we started that conversation, <laughs> then it was like a, the floodgates open for Brian yeah. and I, we started talking about, well, you know, we definitely want to do these, you know, these, new, the, these additions, but the we should, we should do some new, we should do some new content for we it as well. New content. And that was and all snowballed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> became, you know, maybe we'll do some new stories. And we both started saying, yeah, but we don't want to do stories that are like dancing between the raindrops of what have ar- what's already happened. We didn't want to do prequels to what had already happened. Right. Um, and we didn't want to do something that w- didn't feel important. And once we had those kind of got goalposts for ourselves, we just started really thinking about something big that we could do. And it it turned into something big <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah that, i think only's awesome. first thought was like yeah yeah we love because you know, we said because they were the ones who reminded us it's 15 years is coming up and then we're like right. 
yeah. And they said, well, yeah, we go, yeah, maybe we'll do something new. Like, oh yeah, we could do like a one shot or a mini series. And we said, we have to stop you there. We're actually (laughs) thinking something bigger than that, which I thought they would balk at, but they were like, oh, please tell us more. Yeah. 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 And we can't tell you much about what that is, but it's, I can, all we can say is these, uh, these library editions, these prelude comics are all just the beginning of, of where we're going. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, so I, and I just looking at the Kickstarter for anyone that's listening who haven't checked it out yet, it's and anyone who backs at that like third tier or higher will get those three prelude issues. And then I, there's also a, a prose story, Colin, that you're writing too. Yes. I'm doing a, I'm doing a new prose story uh, that is also in the same vein as those prelude issues. It's a, it's a lead up to what's coming next. And it, yeah, it'll be serialized over those three issues with illustrations by yeah, myself right. as well. You're, so you're it's, doing some like spot illustrations, yes. right, Brian? Oh, that's yeah. awesome! I know. I'm really, I'm really excited about the whole thing. <laughs> All right, fellow cryptids. Now seems like a good time for a break. I'm always looking for a way to display my comics, but unfortunately, I am not very handy or crafty as it were. Luckily, I have come across Crafty Comics, and they have a way for you to display your comics, even uh, comic books that are already slabbed, if that's your kind of thing. I recently got a flex frame, which has customizable backings and interchangeable border colors. I was able to put in a frame a comic book. It's Batman Elmer Fudd, number one by Tom King. Weeks. It's signed by both. It's one of my uh, favorite signed comics that I got at Baltimore Comic Con, and I was able to figure it all out. It looks great in the frame, and I can't wait to get it up on the wall. It was super easy, and I uh, have a slew of comic books now, and uh, much to my wife's chagrin, I think I'm going to create a wall of some of my favorite signed comic books, Um, and Crafty Comics was super easy to use. And I like that you can have a different border color along the background to kind of go along with the theme of the cover art. And yeah, it was a, it's great. And uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out. It's Crafty Comics, C-R-A-F-T-I-C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. Use the discount code Yeti5 and get 5% off your order. And now back to the Cryptid Creator Corner. Well, I, I like that. I mean, because you have had like spinoffs that kind of filled in, you know, uh, some of the gaps in terms of like one about the four horsemen and, and you know, and then you've had you, you revisited it once in terms of Shadow Roads, um, you know, so is there anything in particular about right now other than you know the two of you collaborating and landing on something? Was there any, you know in terms of like the relevancy of the story or like that you still found that you still had something to say within this universe. We have never, Brian and I have never stopped talking about the six gun. I mean, every, I mean, almost every time we talk, we talk about the six gun. Uh, But you know, like I said earlier, we just didn't want to do something unless it, Oh, it consequential felt, or it felt consequential okay. and enhanced what came before. We don't want it to detract from what came before. We actually or, or it. undermine it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's but, not, it's not that Colin and I had any shortage of story ideas. We had lots of story ideas uh, for the six gun universe. 
but every one of them is like, well, is it, is it necessary? Does it, is it additive to what we've already done? Right. Does it step on the toes of what we've already done or undermine it in any way? And so we always kind of say, well, I mean, that's a fun idea. It's a good story, but it's not really worth pursuing. Right. It is only now that we kind of stumble upon something where, oh, not only is this story awesome, but I actually think in a way it can make the original Six Gun series even better in hindsight. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it more. It's, it's like I said, it's additive to it. It enhances that original experience. And, so you know, it's, it's not going to forget Shadow Roads. It builds yeah. on Shadow Roads. It, it kind of connects Shadow Roads and Six Gun in a, in a bigger way. Um, and as Brian and I had a conversation this morning, it's going to be very uh, easy for new readers who've never read those books to get into if they need to. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's great. Um, now, now, granted, once they get into it, they're going yeah, to want to go back and pick up all the six cuts. Right. And I would just but, take I'll just take this time right now to say now's the perfect time to get in on the six <laughs> yeah, yeah. read If you've never read it, now's the time to back this yeah. project. Read the entire set. What is it? We're looking at how many issues is it all told? Like 60, 70 60, issues? Yeah. Over yeah. 70 issues, I think, of, of, wow. of content. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of like, We've talked a little, we haven't talked about like the plot of the six gun really, but folks can easily, you know, check that out. You know, we, we talked about the Western or fantasy or the horror elements to it. But uh, what I'll say though is for anyone who's listening to this and is deciding whether or not they want to get into it, the preeminent thing I, I think is that it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's just, it's just a damn good comic book. And there's, so many things I can point to in terms of the characters or the the adventure aspect to it, and there's you know or the the surprising elements of it. But it's just a it's a really fun comic that I think can be enjoyed by a broad spectrum of folks who like comic books. And it's also a great comic book for somebody's first comic book. Yeah. If you just like reading, if you just like a good story, if you want to get involved, if you love like great art. It's it's the perfect comic book to say, look, I, you've never read a comic book here. Pick up volume one of the six gun and just crack it open. And you're, you're, I think you're going to love it. I, I, I really do. It's just, it's really great storytelling. Both. Well, I, I couldn't and agree more. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I do this because I like to talk to folks who make things that I like. So I feel like I want to, I want to tell the people that listen to this, that, I do this because I like reading this stuff too. And I, I, you know, I, nothing thrills me more than uh, I run into somebody at like my local comic shop or somebody reaches out to me on Twitter and they're like, Oh, you had so-and-so on. And I went and picked up their comic and I read it and you were right. I loved it. That's, that's the only reason I do this. You know, that's, that's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you hit on something. You, you, you go ahead, Colin. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you're right. You know, we wanted this to be a fun comic from from the beginning yeah and i feel like i at least i hope it definitely comes across that we had a lot of we had a lot of fun with six gun i mean it was not uh i mean it was everybody involved was in it to yeah to win it in terms of that book and i think it comes across uh, yeah i mean it was it was it was our mission statement i would say at the very beginning it's like we wanted to make a comic book that was fun uh without being silly you know, we wanted to take it seriously, but we wanted we wanted to have that feeling. And I, I say it all the time. We wanted to have that feeling we had when we first got into comics and pick up the issue and be like, "What's going to happen next?" And just being just excited by the whole prospect. And I, 
I know. I mean, I'm biased, but I think I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I recently, uh, be, because of all this, I've been look, going back and looking at some of the um, the older issues, and I find myself getting caught up in it as a reader. And I'm like, this is really good. I, and I can't say that about everything I've worked on. I can't say that about a lot of things I've worked on, that I could look at it objectively and say, oh, this is good. I'm usually too distracted by I can't stand looking at my art or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I'm, And I'm then I, you know, I'm constantly surprised, like, oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, very, I'm very – I'm hypercritical of my work. Um, but I don't – there's no false modesty with uh, the six gun. I think it is a, I think it's a great book. I'm very proud of that book. I, you know, I remember going into the final arc of that series and saying to myself or saying to Brian, we can't, we're not going to pull this off. It's not going to work. I just don't know how we can do it because we had, it was so big and it had gone so far from a, a little supernatural Western is how it starts. And like you said, we can't, you're not going to know how it ends because if you, you know, it, it it was so big in those final arcs, and uh, hell, I'm yeah, we were so we were I'm so scared. <laughs> we, we did it. We were so scared. We weren't going to land it, and uh, I mean, again, maybe maybe nobody will tell us to our face, but everybody did come up to us and, and tell us that yeah, it, it worked, and yeah. it was it was a great ending, and yeah. So that again, that that's another reason we we're scared to come back to it because we felt like we had, you know, we had threaded the needle and you know, can we do it again? Or do we want to do anything that, again, that undermines that story in any sort of a way? Because it, it definitely is a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, a very definitive end. Right. Yeah. So, so I think it'll be surprising. What, what I think people will be surprised and excited by you know, the direction we're going with things, too. Uh, we no, respect I, I it as much wait. as anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's nice, Colin, it's nice to hear you say, uh, uh, you know, that you're 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 proud of what, the two of you and the rest of the team accomplished because anyone who if there's any listeners who gets Cullen's uh, newsletter, you'll know that Cullen is very you are very critical. I'm a true work. <laughs> you're very you're no, not you're you're just very critical. And it comes across yeah. in like your writing. You're very open with your fans in terms of your newsletter. And it's you know. It's it's a, just a, it's a phenomenal achievement. This book, I'm excited the two of you are coming back to it. Yeah, thank you. We are uh, too. It's the best I've felt about comics, and I mean, look, I, it's the best I've felt about making a comic in a long time. I mean, and you know, I've I've had some. I've, I've worked on a lot of books that I really, I'm really excited about, and I, I really love working on. But this is the most genuinely excited I've been, you know, in a, in a long while. Even though Brian yeah. called me too much now. I do. Uh, multiple times a day, usually. One more, one more thought, Colin. One more thought. Have you? Uh, I want to ask you a couple of specifics, uh, and I you know, just in yeah. you know terms of the the comic itself. If there's anything that that stands out with the six gun, not in, not necessarily like favorites, but Colin, was there anything in terms of a particular moment or story arc that you were, you know, um, that you thought went extraordinarily well in terms of the scripting and then when you saw it on the page? I mean, I think throughout, I was really happy with, with the way it turned out. There are a couple of arcs that I think there's a, we, did a, we did the arc, the Ghost Walk arc, which for folks who haven't read it, is a pretty different kind of I mean, that's where we really started taking, I think the bigger, bigger swings was with Ghost Walk. 
Uh, it had a bit of a Days of Future Past vibe. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Days. Of, and I was telling Brian just the other day how much I just love look. I just love looking at that arc and some of the character designs and some of the stuff we did in there. And I was like, man, I really love those characters. Um, and then we did an arc called Not the Bullet but the Fall, which is it's. I mean, it, it's a dark. It's a dark turn in the Six Gun story. <laughs> And but uh, but I really thought uh, I really liked the way that those two arcs in particular, both of them, mm-hmm. I was really happy with the way they turned out. And uh, Brian, I wanted to ask you: Was there anything in terms of <laughs> earlier on, early on that you you know designed or drew in like one of the early arcs that by like you know issues forty to fifty you were like, man, could have could have designed this differently? <laughs> um, <laughs> or that I mean, just in terms of having to well, like. Well, constantly, it. yeah. I mean, you constantly <laughs> have that feeling. But one of the fun, the fun things about this book, um, especially with the with the main characters, is there's there's costume changes between yeah. arcs. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, Bill Crabtree, the colors and I would often talk about in terms of um, like the Star Wars films. You had your your first the first film, and then you had The Empire Strikes Back, where they all had the different outfits and everything. So we got to have fun with that. Um, still, the colors were, the colors were still key to the characters, but. If I didn't like something, I tweaked it or redesigned it. Drake went through several different iterations through the course of the series. Um, they all did. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there are. You know, I might have, if I could go back and redesign things, I might not have put the chains on General Hume's coffin. On General Hume, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, it was, it's a great visual, but boy, I drew a lot of chains. It was, right. it was always series. fun because Brian would tell me, oh man, I really... Er- he should never tell me the things he really hates drawing. He's <laughs> like, I don't like drawing these chains. What if they moved like tentacles? <laughs> and then, and then he's like, you know, we, you know, the general disappears, and I had to think to myself, what would Brian dislike drawing? How about hordes of owls? I know yeah, was- I don't like drawing swarms of anything, Colin. <laughs> Yeah, and every book there's always swarms. I but that's not. It. I mean, that's not. I mean, yeah, we have an upcoming book uh, that has swarms of bats, and it was giving me flashbacks to that second arc in particular of Six Gun. Uh, but Cullen knows. I, I joke, but I, I'm I'm game for anything. I'll draw whatever you know, whatever right. tells the story. Especially the more the, the more uh, of a challenge it is for me. I think the more it comes, across, I actually have more fun. With it. Yeah, and I think that comes across because I don't shy away from it. I do what I, I you know I put everything into it. And I think what, it comes across on the page. I mean, what character or I mean, we could say moment, but was a kind of the most challenging from script to page that you felt you really nailed? <laughs> nailed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, there's so much of it, but I didn't know if there was one in particular that you're like, I got it. That was it. I don't I don't think I, I yeah, I don't think I nailed anything in there. But I was ve- I remember very early on being very happy with issue four of the six gun, which is the Thunderbird issue, which we treat, we treated as a, uh, a, this sort of unseen, it had a very jaws vibe. You don't see the, the thing that's attacking. It's an enclosed space. Anyway, it was, that was a lot of fun. I thought, I thought that translated really well to the page. I was very happy with what I did on that. Um, there, yeah, there's, there's a few things like that. I mean, a lot happened in that book. Yeah. So, I mean, every I issue, I mean, it was a, it was a ride for me as much as a ride for anybody else The you know, the standout, for me as well is obviously the the silent issue was a big deal. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot. That was a fun and a collaborative effort as well because Cullen wrote a full script that I then adapted, and then I 
said, can we add more pages? So then I'd run thumbnails by Colin. It was real back and forth between the two of us. And I think it turned out really well. But yeah, we did. I mean, there's so much of it that, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed in anything. I don't look at anything in that series and go, oh, I wish I'd done that better. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty happy with the whole thing. As happy um, as I can be with my own work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, all right. That's the fair, I guess. Although you, you guess, you guess, <laughs> as good as it gets. Well, <laughs> to what you seem to be incredibly critical, but I guess that's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, with creators. I I understand you're not the yeah. the first who are critical of their own work, but um, no, it's just I it's just such a great series. I'm always I'm curious about stuff like that, you know, because when you get you see a script and how an artist interprets it, and if there's anything that's you know challenging, and you really feel like you got down well on the page, I was just you know just interested in that aspect of it but speaking of your collaboration uh, the six gun was your second right the damned was the first correct and, yeah. and you know coming back to it now and i know you you know uh talking about the new story and talking about the kickstarter but has your collaboration in terms of how you work with each other changed at all over time no i don't think so i i, I no, that's awesome yeah you would think we'd learn something but no <laughs> You know, from the very beginning, we kind of, we, we just mesh so well and if it's not broke, don't fix it. So yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of who we are as people. We just, yeah. you know, we let our imaginations go wild. I mean, it's just like two friends sitting around as kids and talking about, you know, their favorite combo. What would you do if you had, you know, if you could draw this book or write this book and we just, we just, we fan cast it. We, we, we write fan, we create fanfic for our own work. So it's just, it, it just operates like that. Yeah. And we don't, we don't. We don't shortcut the process or anything. No, I think we probably could if we really wanted to, but we don't want I, to. We don't want to. Yeah, and yeah. the book deserve. We feel like the books that we do together deserve us to do the process the way it's you know meant to be. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, it's it's you know I, I like to hear that. Uh, and I think I I think while we're on the subject, I just the the older I get, <laughs> the more I realize it's pretty unique what we've got going. Uh, as far as collaboration, I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the industry, I've worked with a lot of people and I, you know, I haven't had this sort of collaboration before. And I know a lot of people have never had this sort of level of collaboration with somebody. And we're very fortunate that, uh, you know, that we ran into each other when we did before we got into comics and, you know, having the same sort of dreams and everything is, you know, just, it just worked out. We got very lucky way back in the comic book store days, way back. How did you run into each other? We both worked at a comic book store together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that really that was really <laughs> that old that old chestnut, yeah. Yeah. We uh we worked at a, a comic book shop, the fantasy shop in St. Louis, Missouri. We worked Real at different cute. stores. Yeah. yeah. We worked at different stores, but Brian kind of rotated around sometimes and would, you know, work there. Uh, and so we'd be instead of working, we'd be on the phone with each other, like, hey, oh, yeah. I got cus- I got a customer here. He needs this issue. Do you have this issue? Yeah, I've got this issue. Can you send it over? Oh, and by the way, and then an hour later. Yeah, you know, I get off the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would just yeah, and yeah, we we became fast friends, and I mean, we always would bounce ideas from the very earliest uh, days, bounce ideas off of each other, and like when I get into comics, this is what I want to do, you know. And yeah, yeah, it hasn't changed. This was back in good. The day. again. This uh, well, Brian already dated us with the with the gut the with the with the silver hair and the silver <laughs> hair. This was back when Marvel did that Marvel Marvel and DC did the Marvel versus DC where you would vote. Where people could cast their votes in the in the shop, they had ballot boxes. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! 
That's one yeah. of the things I remember of those days. <laughs> That's awesome. A long time um, ago. Yeah. yeah. Do uh, do either of you do you still have time to like read comics and check out stuff that's coming out now? Uh, I wish I did. I really don't feel like I do. And I feel like I, I don't. Yeah. I can't even tell you. I, I feel like I look back at a lot of stuff because I have a lot of bound comics. I've, 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 you know, collect my, uh, all together, all my old comics. And I get them bound in the hardback editions. I'm more likely oh, to nice. pull those off the shelf and flip to those and read some of those than I am. But I'm always open to finding, I'm trying to think the last thing I read that was awesome. Kellen, you cut in here. Nah. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's I mean, Brian's right. I, I tend to go back and look at the stuff that's on the shelf quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new stuff, you know, my local shop closed and I, I don't go to the local shop. I was going every Wednesday and, you know, I had a pull and pull and hold list, but right before, uh, you know, right before COVID shut everything down, my local shop closed and I guess I got bitter about it and I got angry about <laughs> it. And I just, I, you know, I, I still get some new stuff. Um, I always, you know, at conventions, I always come back with a stack of comics and I always let yeah. them sit until, you know, the stacks on, you know, un, unwieldy. You know how it is with comics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that stack next to the table. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I was, boy, this is now it's been a couple of years, but one of the ones I really loved in the last couple of years was, oh man, help me out, Colin. The James Heron, uh, uh, was it ultra ultra, ultra ultra mega ultra mega oh man great yeah yeah um that th- yeah his stuff is so exciting to me that yeah, was that, that was, was a crazy that was a that crazy was comic i loved it yeah yeah that was a great one yeah. yeah i just uh i just read uh i did get a couple issues of mosley which i think is still currently coming out so i haven't read the whole series yet but mosley from boom uh which i i, I really liked um uh, it's a little bit older, but uh, Dennis Hopeless's Hard Eyes was a lot of fun. I thought. Oh yeah, really good. Um, and uh, and I know what Dennis is cooking up next, and I'm I'm real excited about about that one when it gets released too. Yeah, I I just realized I was going to name another comic, and I realized well, you would, it's another kaiju book, Kaiju Max by Xander Cannon. Oh, okay, yeah. also an Oni book, but boy, that book is. Kind of like the six gun, you don't you think you might you might think you know what you're getting into, but that book is so much more than the surface uh, reveals yeah, itself great. to be. It's yeah, it's yeah, funny, that's, it's that's sad, another very it's dark. surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's really go kaiju crazy here. I can't remember the title. There's a manga, Kaiju Nine or something like that. Uh that my buddy just let me borrow his copy of like the first couple of volumes, and it's really fun. But yeah. I think it's kaiju nine, but I may be wrong about that now i think about it also chainsaw man i like that chainsaw man pretty yeah chainsaw man's pretty good i need to check it out i've heard good stuff yeah Yeah. it's my studio mate has been reading it yeah i'm i was a little surprised that i like it because i really went into that one with the attitude oh i'm gonna not like this at all and then i was like oh no i really i really love this this story it's kind of (laughs) kind of awesome so oh that's great um well, is there anything else you want, you know, the the listeners, uh, the fans of your work or new fans who will be as soon as they read That's Six right. Gun um, to know that the Kickstarter runs until July 27th. So when this issue, when this episode comes out, there'll still be time to, you know, head to the Kickstarter and I'll have a link 
in the show notes. But um, is there anything else about the reward tiers or about the book itself that you want folks to know? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, there's there are, are so many different, you know, tier levels. There's some sort of really, you know, collectible tier levels, you know, very exclusive. But I think there's there's a pretty accessible level, you know, throughout the throughout the you know, throughout all the tiers. So there's there's something there for for everybody. And yeah, as Brian said, it's 70. And I was I had forgotten that Shadow Roads is part of this. And yeah, Shadow Roads has never been collected in like a, a hardcover, you know, like a one edition type type book. So I mean there's a lot of comic here. I mean it's there's so much story that you can Yeah, I mean and there's a there's a lot of fun, you know, uh, merch stuff that you can get through the through the Kickstarter, like enamel pins and and uh, uh, a six gun branded flask. Yeah. But uh, like Colin, I keep saying, the most exciting thing for us is going to be the Prelude comics. Yeah. That's 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 what we're in it for, <laughs> and that's the thing we're most excited about and sharing with people as well. So, for sure, yeah, I, I I'm very excited about it, and uh, especially because when I first started to read the Six Gun, I could only get the first like three trade paperback volumes because I couldn't I, it was hard to find any of the other ones after the first three so you know I'm very excited that if for you know it's a pretty good price if you want it all digitally if you don't have space on your shelf yeah. but if you want those yeah. you know collector editions you're you are you're getting you know all 50 issues the spin-off issues 10 issues of shadow roads all collected in these four volumes and uh yeah, yeah. looks looks great and, and the then, new stuff very excited for whatever yeah, that is there's these Chris Somni variant cover of the six gun number oh, one. Yeah. And, you know, Brian and I have known Chris since, since the, before he got in the comics, since before he got in the comics. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it shot, you know, he's never drawn any six gun stuff, right? He, right, he right. this is it. This is his first. And, and the cover's awesome. I mean, I can't wait for people to see that when, when it gets unveiled, it's really cool. Yeah, that that's that must be very exciting. I, actually, this past weekend, I just was reading one of the volumes of uh, his and Robert Kirkman's uh, Firepower. So that's mm-hmm. what I, I was checking out recently, which was uh, a lot of fun comics. So, um, but the Six Gun, the Kickstarter's till July twenty seventh. I my own pitch. I I think it is a fantastic western. Uh, if you like fantasy comics, you you will like it. Um, it, just enough horror elements that it's surprising, but it isn't going to be something that it'll it'll turn somebody off who isn't a fan of horror. And it's just a really great fun comic. And for fifty issues, it does not let up. And so, wow. yeah, I I I really hope folks check it out. I'm I'm so glad the two of you came on the the podcast to listen to me ramble on about how much I love your work. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we yeah we super appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're we're still waiting for the podcast where the the host just berates us. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. I, I that's not my style. I mean, I could play that part if if yeah. if, yeah, but it would be a bit, uh, you know. And I would I I, I don't I don't ever want to make anybody feel bad, you know. I got to tell you, Jimmy, in the in the era of I can disconnect very quickly, I don't think that would work out. It wouldn't make for good podcasting. No, no, it'd be like four seconds, and then yeah. it's just just yeah. me and nobody else. But um, all right. Well, uh, thank you, Colin and Brian, very much for coming on the podcast, and I'll have a link in the show notes. And um, yeah, everyone should check out the Six Gun Deluxe Omnibus Library Editions. Um, these books look fantastic. And um, 
uh, it's a wonderful series. So Colin and uh, Brian, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you so much, Jimmy. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking the time. No, it's, it is truly, uh, truly my, my pleasure. Um, and all right. So for, for comic book Yeti, I'm Jimmy Gasparro. Uh, please, you know, do all the crap that they tell you to do rate and review and say nice things about us <laughs> on social media. And depending on when this comes out, you can check out on Zoop comics from the kitchen and uh, me and uh, my friend from the local comic book shop, James Greater X have a, a five page uh, story in there about my dad's meatball recipe. And you'll also get the recipe. It's called, it's not just a meatball. So I'd appreciate that. Um, but yes, for comic book, Eddie, I'm Jimmy Gasparron with Cullen uh, Bunn and Brian Hurt. And uh, I'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptid Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now